Hello, Americans. Stand by for news. <laughs> Spanning the globe to bring you the latest in classic rock news and comment. It's the Classic Guitar Rock Daily Update with your host, Jeremy Lunnan. Hello and welcome. Hey, it's time for the Classic Guitar Rock Daily Update. I'm your friend Jeremy. Thank you for joining me. And I have to say I'm really excited. We started uh, doing the daily updates uh, as a podcast last Friday, and, and I've actually got folks that are listening, so, so that's always a good thing. Hey, you can always email me. I'd love to hear from you, classicguitarrocketmail.com. In fact, we got a great email that we're going to talk about at the end of, of the update here. Let's jump right to it. The Beatles, I'm a born Liverpooler. The four Beatles members will be the subjects of a quartet of upcoming biopics telling the story of each band member. So four movies about the Beatles, but all told from the perspective of the four members. And you know what's unique about this? This is the first time that Apple, when I say Apple, I don't mean the Steve Jobs, Macintosh, iPhone Apple. I mean Apple Records. Uh, This is the first time they've let an outside uh, movie maker uh, do an officially sanctioned project. I mean, there's been lots of movies about the Beatles. Uh, and of course, the movies that the Beatles were in, Hard Day's Night, Help, you know, all of that. But this is will be a, a film that is produced by uh, Sam Mendez. Now, Sam Mendez, you maybe heard his name before. He He directed American Beauty, what else? 1917. He's done two James Bond films, Skyfall and Spectre. Skyfall was excellent. Can't remember Spectre. I'm sure I saw it. But he'll be producing. These will come out in 2027. He says, quote, I'm honored to be telling the story of the greatest rock band of all time and excited to challenge the notion of what constitutes a trip to the movies. Wow. We intend this to be a uniquely thrilling and epic cinematic experience Four films told from four different perspectives, which tell a single story about the most celebrated band of all time. Wow. So that's pretty cool. We'll wait and see how that, uh, how that turns out. So Paul McCartney's on board, Ringo Starr, and the families of John Lennon and George Harrison have all approved the projects. And uh, 2027, we'll keep our eyes peeled for that. Jethro Tull has announced the departure of guitar- guitarist Joe Parrish James. Joe, I didn't even know you joined. Yes, Joe Parrish James will officially exit the band at the end of February to concentrate on his own band, Albion, which recently released a new album, Lake Songs of Elbid. That sounds very peaceful, doesn't it? He'll be replaced by Jack Clark who previously played bass and second guitar for Tull at various live shows in the last couple of years. Why don't you just get Martin Barr back? Can we just have Martin Barr? I mean, I'm sure James Parrish James and I'm sure Jack Clark are great guys, but I mean, Martin Barr? Come on, can you guys bury the hatchet and get back together? 
Uh, Jethro Toll posted on social media, Sadly, at the end of February, we must bid farewell to guitarist Joseph Parrish James, who joined the band in 2020 just in time for COVID. Now, four years later, Joe has decided to leave to concentrate on his own recording and producing work and to further the development of his folk rock band, Albion. You can check them out uh, at Albion Official UK. Alice Cooper has announced a six-day UK tour for October. The Too Close for Comfort tour will kick off at Glasgow's Ovo Arena on October 14th and close with two shows at London's Eventim Apollo, once the fabled Hammersmith Odeons. Oh, I didn't know that. So the Hammersmith Odeon is now the Eventim Apollo. They'll be there on October 20th and 21. I'm still in Montana, so if you hear the occasional snow snowmobile blast by the window, don't be shocked. Uh, according to Alice's PR team, it will bring fans closer than ever to Alice with giant video screens blending the live action with pre-recorded scenes to delve deeper into Alex's world. Wow. Touring in support of this concept album, Road. Never heard of them. Cooper will be sharing his stage with Nita Strauss on guitar, Ryan Roxy guitar, Tommy Henriksen guitar, Chuck Garrick bass, and Glenn Sobel drums. And everything I hear, I haven't seen a live uh, Alice Cooper show. Everything I've heard is this current incarnation is a great show. A lot of fun. It looks like it's uh, people really enjoy it. Musicians love working for Alice, by the way. Everything you hear is... So many musicians have been through the Alice Cooper camp, and they all say the same thing about how great they, it is working with Alice. So, um, let me. here's a quote from Alice. For Road, I wanted the band to be involved in the foundation of all the songs. Oh, I'm sorry. The, the, the album is called Road. I thought Road was the name of a band opening. No, the album is called Road. My bad, sorry. Alice says, quote, for Road... I wanted the band to be involved in the foundation of all the songs. I only see these guys when we're on the road, so I wanted them to be as tight as they are for the shows, but on all new material. When you have a band this good, I believe in showing it off, and this is my way of doing so. We do have uh, some sad news to share. Um, remember Helix, the rock band Helix? Give me an R, R, give me an O, O. Remember that song from about 84, I think? Uh, their drummer, Greg Fritz Hines, uh, passed away Thursday, last Thursday, with a battle with cancer. He was 68 years old. Hines joined the group in 82 and played until 1996. So he was with them with their most popular era. And then he rejoined Helix 13 years later. And he played with the band up until last spring when he began treatment for his cancer. He was 68 years old at the time. Our uh, hearts go out to the family of Greg Fritz Hines and to the members of Helix. Brian Vollmer, the lead singer of Helix, posted on Facebook uh, after Hines' passing, and he said, quote, Fritz was like a brother to myself, Brent, Kenny, and many other people who worked for the band. I could go on for hours about the guy, but right now I'm devastated, as are the other guys in the band. We've known about this since last April, but we're unable to tell anyone at Fritz's request. 
Whenever I hear Helix, I think of one of the funniest episodes of Trailer Park Boys. Remember when they kidnap Alex Lifeson? That's <laughs> hilarious. Well, there's one, there's one scene in there where Bubbles is very excited about Rush and about Alex Lifeson and going to see them and all this. And his friend, I can't remember his friend's name, the dude, dude with the sideburns, he says, well, it's, he says, Alex Lifeson, who cares? Rush, who cares? It's not like they're Helix or anything. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Oh, and my favorite part is when that guy uh, kidnaps Alex. And uh, then he gives him this old beat up guitar and says, play, play that Diane Sawyer song for me. <laughs> oh, it's funny. You got to check it out. All right. Hey, let's end with an email here. I'll try and keep it brief, but this is something I could talk about for a long time. Dear Classic Guitar Rock, love your podcast and I'm glad you'll be doing the daily updates. Gives me something to listen to during my daily commute. God knows I can't listen to the local radio stations in my neck of the woods. LOL. I'm a huge NWO BHM fan. That is new wave of British heavy metal, for those of you that might not know. I'm interested to hear your favorite bands of that wave. Don't, don't worry, my feelings won't be hurt if you don't pick my favorites. Keep on rocking, Charlie T. Charlie T, thank you so much for the email. Any of you can email me, classicguitarrocketmail.com. So let's talk about the new wave of British heavy metal for a sec. So... Really, the new wave of British heavy metal was kind of, uh, <clears throat> it wasn't called that until 1979. That's when the, that's when the, the name was created. It was a, an article in, I think it in Sounds Magazine, where a guy first coined the term new wave of British heavy metal. It came at a time when punk rock had pretty much died out and had been replaced by new wave music. Um, and, and many of the bands that came to be known as British new wave of British heavy metal bands started playing in the late seventies. That's when most of them started. So you think about probably the two most successful, um, new wave of British heavy metal bands are, I would, I would say Iron Maiden and Def Leppard, even though Def Leppard really kind of went a more pop direction and Iron Maiden stayed, you know, metal. Those were the two that had the most commercial success. In the early days, Def Leppard was absolutely uh, one of those bands, along with Iron Maiden, at the forefront of that movement. But, but you know, by Def Leppard's, like, third album, the Pyromania album, they really had kind of shifted in a more commercial direction. But they were still one of those bands. And then you've got the stalwarts, right? Motorhead. Saxon, those two are big. They they didn't achieve the success that an Iron Maiden or a Def Leppard did, but but very successful bands. Saxon, I've raved about the new Saxon album. They're still putting out great stuff. And then you got bands uh, that that were successful, but probably only really known to fans of the genre. Right? You got your Diamond Head, uh, Raven, Venom. But here was the interesting thing is that was that was a movement, right? That was a movement. And even though there were bands that had been around a lot longer, like perfect example, Judas Priest. Judas Priest has been around, you know, like since 73, 74 in terms of making albums. They really benefited from that wave, right? Uh, so bands like Judas Priest, UFO, okay, UFO is another band that they didn't themselves 
experience a massive success that like Iron Maiden did, but but they completely, UFO, we're going to do a whole, ep- well, I think I've talked about UFO before, but we're going to talk about them again. They were so influential on those new wave of British heavy metal bands. I mean, as far as, as down to the point where Steve Harris and, and, uh, is it Steve Savage, the bass player, or Rick Savage? Rick Savage in Def Leppard. They both wore the same striped leather pants that Pete Way wore. I mean, so so they were very much influenced by UFO. So you got some of these older bands that had been around longer, but you know, what do they say? A rising tide uh, lifts all ships? That's kind of what happened. So even some of these older bands benefited from this new wave of British heavy metal. Um Michael Schenker group, right? Michael Schenker left UFO. He had two or three albums in that new wave of British heavy metal era. He definitely rode in on those coattails as well. And here's one too that people don't think about. Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne obviously was in Black Sabbath. Their first album came out in 1969. So he was already established. But his solo albums, Blizzard of Oz and Diary of a Madman, those two albums especially, those came out at the high watermark of that new wave of British heavy metal uh, movement. So he benefited from that as well. And then one other band I like to think of, and they're not British, but they, again, piggybacked on the success in a lot of ways, they were more successful in England than they were in the U.S., and that's the band that I talk about all the time, the best band you never heard of, Riot. Riot, their um, Nikita album, or not Nikita, Narita, their Narita album and Fire Down Under, um, they kind of uh, fed off of that new wave of, of British heavy metal vibe as well. Now, Charlie asked me my favorite I'm a huge Iron Maiden fan. I mean, I would have to say Iron Maiden. And I know technically we don't call them a new wave of British heavy metal band, but they were really benefited from that and were kind of lumped in. That's Judas Priest. So I'd say Maiden and Priest, probably my favorites. I'm a Def Leppard fan. I'm a Motorhead fan. I'm a Saxon fan. I'm a huge MSG fan. So if we can call MSG a new wave of British heavy metal band, I'd put that right near the top uh, as well. So great question, Charlie, and a great genre of music. I love listening to that that new wave of, of British heavy metal wave, and uh, I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for your email. And thank you all for listening to the Classic Guitar Rock Daily Update. We'll do it all again tomorrow. Live long and prosper. Bye-bye. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I've ever heard. Thanks for listening. You can email Jeremy at classicguitarrock at mail.com. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Tune in each weekday for the Classic Guitar Rock Daily Update.